Hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of More Money for Teachers. This is where professional educators who are serious about their personal finances can spend a few moments and make those moments profitable. So how do teachers create the lifestyle that they want to live today? And how do they create the pool of assets required for their lifestyle needs in the future? And how do they do all of this on a teacher's salary? Those are the questions, and this is where you will find the answers. My name is David Solis, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this information with you today. So lean in, listen close, and learn today's lesson so that you can live well today and live well tomorrow. The title of today's episode is, Is Your Income Common or Uncommon? Excuse me. Now, this is a question that might be very worthy of your consideration. It might also lead to a few more questions and more importantly to some answers that can have a tremendous impact on your financial future and an even greater impact on those generations to come after you. So what do you think? Is your income common or is it uncommon? Most professional educators, that's the population that I work with, usually take a look at their own income and they they take a look around at all their colleagues and they think their income is relatively common. They're usually familiar with their school district's pay scale and they have a pretty good idea of what to expect in terms of income for their entire career. They understand that increases in income that result and come from having more years experience, more education, increased qualifications. You know, some go out and get a special education certification or a bilingual certification. There's also opportunities to pick up extra stipends for becoming a department chair or coaching one of the athletic teams or for sponsoring an extracurricular activity. Finally, it's not uncommon for a lot of professional educators to, or not a lot, but some, move into positions as school counselors or move up to becoming a school administrator. And those come with increased pay. (coughs) Excuse me. So with different contracts and more responsibilities, professional educators who devote their entire working career to the field of education, they do have the ability to move up the income ladder which exists in their profession. It's interesting though that regardless of whom this question is asked, whether or not their income is common or uncommon, most respond that their income is common. With the exception of a few school administrators who sit at the very top of the pay, pay scale That's usually the case. But why is this important? Well, it's important for a couple of reasons. First, it may serve you well to get a much more broad perspective than that of only comparing your income to the income of people around you in your own profession. My suggestion would be to make a comparison relative to every other household in America. If you do this, a new reality will emerge. Let us examine this reality for a first-year teacher, for someone who might be in the middle of their career, and for an experienced teacher who might already be eligible for retirement. If you do a very quick search to look up the hiring pay scales for several school districts in your vicinity, you might find that the starting salary for a new hire, in other words, a teacher with zero years of experience, might be somewhere in the mid $40,000 range. For those with 15 years of experience, the pay rate might be into the $50,000 range. 
And for those with 30 plus years of experience, salary ranges in the 60,000s are not uncommon. What is important to understand from these basic statistics is that for virtually every educator from day one, even as a single income household, they're automatically put into the top 50% of all households in America with respect to household income. You see, the cutoff amount to be in the top 50% is $40,078, according to published statistics. So make sure you understand that, that as long as you make over $40,078, you're in the top 50% of all household incomes in America. The importance and the implications of this are compounded if you consider that for those who are married and who live in a dual income household, another reality emerges. Let's just examine the possibility that an educator is married to another educator at the same salary level, or who is married to a spouse with relatively the same income, regardless of profession. Using the same salary levels in the previous example, we can just double the amount and come up with sums of $80,000 for newly hired couples, $100,000 for mid-career couples, and $120,000 for couples who are deep into their career. Each of these amounts would put their household into the top 25% of all household incomes in America with respect to income. What is it you might ask? That's correct. In order to be in the top 25% of households with respect to income, the amount required is just $80,000. Nine hundred twenty-one dollars, according to published statistics. So, who's publishing these statistics? <clears throat> I know you're probably asking yourself that question at, the, at this point. You might also be thinking and saying, "I'm not in the top twenty-five percent. I'm not rich. We only make eighty-two thousand dollars combined. <clears throat> this can't be top twenty-five percent income level." Before we take a look at where these statistics come from, let's take a look at what happens to those who strive to move up the pay scale and take on the task of acquiring more education and all the certifications required so they can move into administrative roles. Some professional educators rise up to levels of income that approach $90,000 or even higher into the six-figure range. This isn't all that uncommon. For these professionals that have a working spouse, It's important to note that if their combined income exceeds $140,000, they will now have crossed the threshold into the top 10% of all households in America with respect to income. What? How can this be? We're just educators. We're not rich. We can't be in the top 10% of all households in America with respect to household income. I get this response all the time. I get it. I feel you. You do not think you're rich enough to be in the top 25% or in the top 10%, and you certainly don't feel rich. But for your benefit, know this. The IRS knows you're in the top 25%, and the IRS knows when you're in the top 10%. Furthermore, know and understand this. The IRS looks to people just like you with your income levels 
to bring in the tax revenue needed to pay for whatever the United States government wants to pay for and whatever the United States government needs to pay for. You may not think you're rich, but the IRS sees you and knows that you have more income than 75% of other households in America when you're in the top 25%, and the IRS sees you and knows that you have more income than 90% of other households in America when you're in the top 10%. Who do you think they're going to go to collect taxes from when they need it? Are they going to go after the people who have more income or less income? Now that you might be paying just a little bit more attention to this podcast, let me ask you the original question again. Is your income common or is it uncommon? Maybe you now realize that if you're in the top 25% of households with respect to income, your income might be a little bit more uncommon than it is common. And if you're in the top 10%, it's definitely more uncommon than common. Do you agree? If you don't, you can just stop listening right now. Just shut me off. But if you do agree that your income is uncommon, I have another question for you. How wise is it to seek common financial advice and to act on that common financial advice if you have uncommon income? If you want to continue going down the trail only consuming conventional financial advice that is produced for the masses and with the herd mentality that believes groupthink will solve their individual financial concerns, then keep on going. Don't be surprised when you wind up in the slaughterhouse that kills your wealth. Now, if you're interested in some uncommon, uncommon advice for your uncommon income, feel free to contact me at wealthandincomeforteachers at gmail.com.